This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. And welcome back to Inside Supercars. Cara Jenkin and Craig Ravel here to look at Bathurst, but a Bathurst preview perhaps with a bit of a difference because whilst we will talk about some cars going around and round, Cara, I'm, I'm fascinated by over the last few weeks you've talked about your Bathurst ritual and as you're preparing for your Bathurst ritual we're recording this on Tuesday how far into the ritual when does the ritual start for you uh, the ritual in the past has started uh, probably on the Monday just trying to get my my life in order for me to be able to take four days of doing absolutely nothing um, this week it's been pushed out uh, a little bit with a few other things going on so tomorrow on Wednesday I'm going to go shopping and get my snacks make sure I've got all my snacks in my fridge um, and even then I sort of have some little traditions I'll go get the chickadee chicken chips and uh, the French onion dip and, and all that sort of stuff I've, I've got the uh, the drinks already I uh, usually like to sit down with a, um, a glass of champagne uh, when the race starts. So I've got a special bottle of champagne that I bought earlier this year. I thought, what am I going to do with that? I, was, I managed to hang off and, and save it for Bathurst. So I'm very much looking forward to popping the cork on that one. Uh, but hopefully um, we'll see what happens with the, my work being a freelancer. I never know when something's going to uh, crop up, but hopefully I'll be able to take Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sit on the couch and enjoy four days of Bathurst. Well, as we record this, we're one and a bit days away from on-track action. It's fascinating. It sounds like, is is yours a communal Bathurst experience or is this something that you just lock in? This is me time, this four days of Bathurst. It's a little bit of both. Uh, I do spend um, a lot of the time sort of myself physically by myself in, in my house. Uh, there's uh, friends will pop up out of the woodwork over those four days, so you'll get text messages here and there when when something happens from people you haven't heard about or heard from since the past year. But uh, I do have some neighbours who are some pretty big rev heads as much as I am, so they're just across the road. So uh, most years now I, I'll uh, wake up in the morning and spend the morning here and then when there's a break, I'll, I'll toddle across the road and sit down with them in their outdoor area where they've got a big TV set up. So um, I sit there and watch the last few hours with them. So uh, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a mixture. Mm. And over the years, the coverage has got bigger and bigger to the point now where it is all day for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday from the, the Foxtel coverage starting, and I guess if you say the Bathurst Channel is part of the start, then it started on Monday, but the coverage from Mount Panorama starts 7.25am on Thursday and runs through to, what is it, 6 o'clock, 6pm 6 
on Sunday, assuming that the track hasn't broken up and they've red flagged the race for three hours whilst they repair it, when it actually then will finish past that at 7 or 8 p.m. In fact, Foxtel are going through to 7 p.m. on Sunday night. Yeah, it's fabulous if you've um, got the Foxtel or you've got your, your KO package going, just how much they can show and all the watching all the practices if you want. You can dip out in and out of your categories depending on when you need to go have a shower and other like things like that, uh, as well as a lot of the little snippets. It, it really helps create the buzz and with the Bathurst channel as well starting on, on the Monday. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, things that are, are repeats from previous years with the little top five packages. and uh, But then you can sit down and watch some of the race highlights and, and remember that that happened. So and you, then you start wondering what might happen this year and, and all those crazy things that, that can occur. So it's uh, definitely one where you put your feet up for the next few days. Mm. Now, Let's start looking at this Bathurst 1000 a bit more seriously in what's going to happen on the track. Do you have any inkling as to whether the Fords are going to be competitive or is this going to be the Camaro Cup? Uh, Inklings, all gut feelings. Um, I've probably got a gut feeling that we're going to have a bit of a fairy tale this year. So maybe that does mean that there's a a Ford team that hasn't been doing very well at all uh, gets up and wins. Um, that's sort of my thoughts as to I don't know exactly who might be in for a good chance of winning. I think the Mountain always chooses that. So uh, might be the Mustangs day. The Mountain might want the Mustang to win and um, and reclaim some of the, the ground that's been lost this year. So I think, um, I mean, we all know anything can happen and you can talk about, different parity issues and what's right with this car and what's wrong with that car. Uh, All sorts of things can come into play with a race like this that um, it doesn't matter so much about um, speed and performance. It doesn't, it might not even matter so much about tyre life, depending on fuel stops and safety cars and all that stuff. You you really don't know. So, um, Hey, Mustang could get up and up and win. All right. We'll hang on to who this fairy tale might be for until the uh, till the end. If we consider that Ford teams are still pushing hard to get a change, and you'd hate to be making a change in pit lane to the aero balance of your car, but it seems like the Ford teams actually want that parity change no matter what, even if there's no parity trigger that has been activated since... I think it was Hidden Valley that uh, finally triggered the parity adjustment. Does just continue on the narrative that things aren't right at supercars when it comes to these cars, even though, for the most part, I've enjoyed all the races I've watched this year? Oh, definitely. I think, it, I mean, we saw at Sandown that the, the top racing forward, um, a freak sort of accident sort of happened Um there with the with the tyre sort of coming off. So uh, who knows what might have happened at the end of that race. We, we can't really know for sure. And um, I think a lot of the time, a lot of the fans these days, rather than being full-on Holden Ford, we don't even have Holden anymore. So they do follow a lot more of the drivers and they want to see a lot more of the, the drivers have success rather than, than the cars. So uh, we're all going to be cheering for... Um, 
a few different people. Um, I don't think anyone's definitely, or there's probably a few people, but um, less people will be sort of gunning for for a Ford win over a, a GM win. And Bathurst always brings it. So there's going to be something exciting um, that's going to be happening to make us make us watch it. I think there was, not sure what the statistic was, um, I heard it today about how close the finishes have been uh, with cars, you know, at the end of a thousand laps being seconds apart. Uh, so there's been so many of those in, in recent years that were definitely, probably, I won't say definitely, will probably be on the edge of our seats for this one as well. One of the things that has happened throughout the last few years with the Bathurst build-up is that we've seen the previous year's winner, much like the Brownlow medal, the previous year's winner gives it to the new winner. Well, in this case, it's the previous year's winners are the, the people who deliver the trophy to the to the dais at the beginning of the race. And over the last few years, it's been quite interesting to see the two drivers delivering the trophy wearing different team outfits last year of course Chaz Mostert and Lee Holsworth were at different teams this year Garth Tander and also uh, Shane Van Gisbergen in different outfits when they uh, dropped the trophy off on the dice I think that just goes to show how much this race can be important for your driving career uh, that's you, we've seen drivers who were in part-time co-driver uh, stints get a full-time drive the next season because you can really see the skills and, and the potential and the ability that they have. Um, it's yeah, going to be interesting to see what Garth Tander um, can do this year uh, in his team where there's all sorts of um, I heard him talk about it as being a team of winners of Bathurst, all sorts of different people from uh, all sorts of different backgrounds, but they've all sort of been involved in a Bathurst win sometime or other. So uh, that's probably one of the teams that we need to be looking to watch is uh, David Reynolds and Garth Tander and uh, to, to see what they can bring this weekend. Yes, indeed. And in fact, Garth Tander spoke to the media after delivering the trophy to Bathurst, and here is some of what he had to say. Oh, look, every time you come to Bathurst and you drive into town for the first time and you see the Mount Panorama Bathurst sign on the side of the hill, you don't need any extra motivation, but it's certainly a very nice feeling knowing you're coming back as a defending champion. So um, a very special time of year, one that we always look forward to. You can see there's plenty of excitement around the place, so I can't wait to get started. Yeah, big challenge this year with the Gen 3 cars for the first ever time at Bathurst and for those of us who have been coming here for a long time, we have to undo a lot of the muscle memory that we've developed over the years driving the previous cars. So these cars will be a different challenge, um, so yeah, really exciting. Uh, soft tyre compound here for the very first time at Bathurst. Uh, a lot less downforce, a lot faster down Conrods, so uh, there'll be some challenges thrown at us over the course of the weekend. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to joining uh, Dave Reynolds in the Penrite Racing Mustang. Dave is a character, but certainly when he pulls the helmet on, he's very fast and very fast, particularly here at Bathurst. He's a former winner himself in 2017. So, uh, you know, we didn't have the Sandown 500 that we hoped. We had a really fast car, but we had a mechanical failure. So uh, looking for a bit of redemption this weekend. Yeah, it, um, it hasn't been 
the best year feeling-wise, but we're still scoring a lot of points. Even on tough weekends, we're still getting top fives and still ticking away at it. So for sure, we're in the hunt. But Brody definitely has a faster car, and he's driving very well. So yeah, we need to find a little bit more speed, but we're not out of it yet. Racing here is, um, you know, it's a, it's a huge thing, and you know, we try and do our best every weekend. So. Yeah, and then sharing the car with a friend too. Hopefully we go well. One of the additions to this year's build-up was the trophy going around to all different parts of, well, regional Victoria and New South Wales predominantly. Did you get inspired at all following the uh, the trophy tour, Cara? <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) Not coming to South Australia might have been a blight on their plan. Probably, yeah. Maybe that's why I missed that whole thing, yeah. (laughs) From all reports, a goodly number of people came out to see, get a photo with the trophy. So whether it transfers to bums on seats at events in the future is is one of those, you know... uh, unmeasurable statistics but you'd you'd hope that something does come from getting the trophy out to the people and and letting people appreciate you know one of the the great trophies in Australian sport yeah it's a um it's a cool thing it's like the Melbourne Cup going around Australia and having the AFL Premiership Cup going around to places having our uh big um, main cup go out to the people, gives people who don't have a chance to, to go to Bathurst to, to get a photo and check it out and, and look at the winners and see see what it's all about. And so it probably does raise uh, a bit of interest in in the event for those uh, spectators perhaps new to the sport. Perhaps if um, I do remember seeing um, Erebus did it um, in the year after they won Bathurst, they would have it out the back of uh, their pit garage. And so anyone who's just meandering around the Adelaide 500 and walks into the pit paddock um, can, can see it. So if you're definitely someone who's newer to the sport, uh, you can see it and have a look and go, yeah, that's pretty cool. When I saw it there and speaking to Shannon Kylie from Erebus, and she said, do you reckon that's the real one or a fake one? And I said, oh, it's got to be a fake one. And she said, no, it's not. It's very, very expensive insurance <laughs> to truck that around the countryside. <laughs> and, of course, if you wanted to go back and listen to Mitch Robinson from Supercars talk about the tour, he did with it over to the United States and uh, – the surreal experience of having it sitting in his um, kitchen on the kitchen table there for a couple of weeks whilst he was in America. Uh, You can hear that one. I can't remember the show number, but you just need to scroll back a few on your podcast device or go to uh, sportradio.com.au. Cara, one thing about Bathurst is they do tend to bring out a couple of special liveries. Have you taken any notice of it i know it's a a double-edged sword for people who are you know buried in the supercars game because some go thank goodness we've got a story we've got a something to write and some new photos and others just go i've got to write a story about a livery if that's the highlight of my journalistic career then i'm not feeling real good (laughs) 
where do you sit on the spectrum? Because you would have had those jobs, uh, particularly all those years throughout your time at News in different roles. You just do sometimes get into the uh, factory, don't you, of churning out stuff that perhaps doesn't make your show real. Yeah, the, the livery reveals is always something that uh, you always get a very excited uh, media liaison person and go, hey, we've got this and uh, can you publish this and here's some supplied photos of this, uh, which sometimes can be a good segue into uh, an opportunity to, to interview someone and an opportunity to listen to have uh, what somebody wants to say. You've got a photo to go with it. You've got you've got an opportunity or a media release with someone providing some comments. But uh, unless it's something that's really meaningful for whatever reason to the sport or the round, uh, I think, yeah, livery releases, it's just, it, it can just be a bit confusing. Um, I mean, I think the uh, the Indigenous liveries that they come up with, uh, I reckon that could probably be in play or those liveries used uh, for longer than one round. Um, I know that's what they do um, because of the high Indigenous population in the Northern Territory, but uh could they roll that out a few more times a year? I think that's definitely something that um, that people would love to see. Uh, the the retro liveries they were pretty cool and and using them for um, Sandown and Bathurst in the past. That's been something um, that fans have, have really embraced and throwback to uh, if something well your team's done in the past or or a family member or somebody related to your team. I think that sort of plays a role. Uh, but uh, sometimes you just think it's all about selling T-shirts. So what are your thoughts on, let's go with the four liveries that certainly have caught my eye. First of all, Dick Johnson Racing's wild card. The, well, it had a Penrite feel to it, you know, like the, the Penrite IndyCar that Simona D. Silvestrin and Kai Allen are running, Cara? I like the flip of the colours. You know, the, the other DJR cars are very red and this one's very yellow. So uh, I think you can really, we'll be able to tell on track, you know, that's a wild card car. That's something that belongs to this team, but it's also something a bit different. That'll be very eye-catching on the track. Um, can't wait to see how Simona goes. Hopefully this livery will inspire her. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. You know, I've had uh, two weeks now to kind of get uh, into things. I spend pretty much every day at the race shop and, you know, the team has done an absolute amazing job. You know, they've been on the clock, uh, long hours just getting ready. And uh, yeah, I've, uh, it's nice to be an Ippy again, you know, as well. Uh, I haven't been here for a long time. So it's just, yeah, I really have to get back in the car and get into, into the groove of things. I think when I left at the end of 19, it was, uh, I really liked the series. You know, I really enjoyed my time here. I've like uh, met so many good people as well. You know, I had uh, kind of like family here and, um, and really a lot of good friends. So uh, it felt like I would want to come back, you know, especially as a, as a co-driver, something that was in my mind. But uh, with COVID, you know, that threw uh, kind of a lot of things into uh, in, up in the air. And uh, yeah, just took four years to come back, I guess. But uh, no, happy to get this first step in and especially with DJR, you know, I think it's quite special. Um, they're an amazing team. So for them also to, to give me the call up, you know, and uh, just saying you don't want to come and drive is, uh, is pretty cool. So then we move on to... Another of the wild cards, the Love Kostecki wild card, which is under the, the Blanchard Racing Team banner. And it's a Patronus car, which to me had a, a bit of a feel of a, a McLaren 
uh, sorry, of a Mercedes uh, from Formula One. I think it gave you a very different feel when you looked at it, Cara. Whenever I see anything that has black and white and teal on it, I think of Port Adelaide, um, which is not my favourite AFL team. So it doesn't really um, enhance the spirit of cheering in me personally. Uh, but uh, it's very sleek, isn't it? Very, uh, very sleek design. So that one's um, one that um, will appeal to a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I like it's cl- quite clean. And so is, for that matter, so is the wildcard for uh, DJR, the 98. It It's quite a clean-looking livery, which, uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm not a Port fan, but I'm certainly not an Adelaide fan, which means that Port <laughs> is the devil and it wears black to start with to confirm your suspicions. <laughs> Tickford have revealed... A tradies look, which is tradies beer. I did, I'm not a beer drinker, Cara, so you'll have to excuse me. I didn't even know tradies had a beer. I thought they were underwear. But the tradies beer is an interesting uh, variation on the uh, car that Declan Fraser has been running all year. Yeah, I didn't know they had a beer either. Uh, so this is a pretty good opportunity for them to get that message out there, although I'm more of a red tins kind of girl. Uh, but that's a, it's a bit of a – seems to me to showcase a bit of a, I don't know, 1970s look. It's kind of a bit of a throwback, I think, for me. Um, anything with beer on it will certainly get people's attention. It sort of reminds me of my family's kitchen when I was growing up with the orange and red. That's it. That's exactly it, isn't it? I don't mind it. I I don't mind it. I think it looks quite good. Yeah. Let's face it. Tickford FPR, they are the, the kings of the horrid livery in supercars. The bitses and they normally have that many companies on their car that require corporate colours. It um it normally means they look they look like Frankenstein, quite honestly. This one I think has done a lot better than that. Yeah, it's good. The graphic design has done well on this one. Have I left the best to last? That'll be the question. The Penrite Racing reveal. They've gone gold again, Cara. I think when they did it the year after they won Bathurst, there was a few people in pit lane going, oh, look at these guys prancing around with their one Bathurst win and thinking they can go gold. But I actually think the gold is to represent what's in the Penrite bottle, the colour of the oil not so much as saying gold as in top step of the podium. Well, that's a definite uh, good tie in the way you can use that colour. Uh, that's for sure. If you've got something that looks like your oil, then, then that's what you're trying to sell, then it's a good way to go. It's uh, it's very eye-catching. I'm interested to see, um, it's a bit hard to tell in some of the photos, so on the the actual coverage, it might be interesting to see what that, that gold does. I remember... Uh, uh, quite a few years ago now when Scott McLaughlin was in the um, the GRM car, uh, the red just came up so well in the on the TV, the telecast. It was really a, a really special colour. So if this gold colour is um, pretty similar, uh, it'll definitely be one that catches your attention as it's going round and round. Yeah, I don't think it's as sparkly as what they have done in the past. It, it seems to me to have a bit more of a matte feeling to it, which is perhaps fitting with Matt Payne in one of the cars. <laughs> Look at you segueing there. Uh, yes, it's it's pretty good and it's, it's, it is a nice flip. you still got that same week in, week out uh, 
general layout feel to it, um, but and the colours have uh, flipped. Um, so everyone will still know who's driving that car, which is one of the main things that we like to see. Yeah, anytime well, we did this last year, and it's a yeah awesome response by everyone. Um, anytime we do any cool livery launches like this, it makes us feel special, makes everyone around us feel special, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. And the cars are beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Um, the fans, supercar fans, are very funny. I really like them. They got really funny characters, really good personalities, and it shows like you know the amount of stuff they yell at you, and it's really cool. I, I kind of love that. I love the. I just love it. It's just a cool feeling to do this thing, and you know, um, I'm glad we did it last year, and I'm glad we've done it this year. I'm really happy to team with McGarthy. He's the most, one of the best drivers in our category. Um, he should probably still be full time, and uh, yeah, normally like in these sort of situations, I'm sort of giving advice to my co-driver, but he's still giving advice to me. So, kind of, it's a bit weird. <laughs>、uh, mate, this is always the most exciting time of the year. We're at Bathurst. It's hot. It's sunny. Cars looking amazing. So yeah, it's really excited to be here. Penrite, mate, they've、uh, they they love a, a new livery at Bathurst, and mate, the car looks sensational.、Um, was Uh, designed by Peter Hughes, so he's done a sensational job、um, with delivery, and mate, we're excited to see what he can do on track. You know, we had a, a really positive stand down from a team perspective. Although 26 didn't didn't see it to the end of the race,、um, the performance from Car 19 from Matt and Kevin was was really positive for the team. So we just want to build on that, and、um, you know, I think we can get a very good result here. Let's. Get your thoughts on the Bathurst 1000 for 2023. Who is at the moment jumping out? Going to be? Let's start with the top five, and then you can narrow it down. Who are your drivers to watch? It doesn't have to be five, by the way. You can pick as many drivers to watch as you like. Oh, many drivers to watch as you want. Um. I, you've always got to keep an eye on Luffy, don't you?、Um, he's somebody who always pops up on the podium, and、um, he's、uh, co-driving with one of my favourite drivers this year. So、uh, definitely gets my attention on on both fronts. He's、um, always pretty good. You can never count him out. So I think that's one of the the roughies that you've always got to watch.、Um, I think,、uh, yeah, as we've spoken about,、uh, Reynolds and Tander, they're.、Um, They're going to be.、Um, I don't know if they're favourites,、um, or I wouldn't call them exactly a roughie.、Um, they'd be one to look out for.、Uh, who else have we got?、Um, who I would normally be? I do like my roughies. Oh, Newlon Racing. I reckon something's going to happen there with、um, with one of their cars、um, being right up there. They've sort of been there or thereabouts a few times this year. Could they be the fairy tale? Do you think for this for this year to get up on the podium, if not win it? Some good picks there, and、uh, no surprise, a couple of South Australians featuring in those picks. Pie and Luff. <laughs> well, that combination has always made a really good fist of the Bathurst One Thousand, so that one is definitely a, a pairing to keep an eye out. Slade and Webb. Jonathan Webb, I think, is one of the more underrated drivers who has driven supercars, and considering he's won a Bathurst One Thousand. A Bathurst twelve-hour. I, th- I think he was rookie of the year in his first season in the main game. Strong combination. They were what just out of the top ten at Sandown from memory, as I 
flick over the page on my stats here. Newland Racing were ninth, so that's a, a good combination. All right, so you like your roughies, but who do you actually think is going to be on the podium? Oh, who do I actually think is going to be on the podium? I never know who's going to be on the podium. Whoever the mountain chooses is what I say. Um, when you've got uh, Kostecki's probably somebody we've got to look at. He drives very well at Bathurst, and Erebus has done well there in the past, so he's always one that's up there. Um, Cam Waters, uh, someone who chips away. Uh, Chas Mostert and Lee Holdsworth. Um returning together, joining together could be another one that um, will be performing very well and you just, you, you can't go past um, SVG in, in anything um, even when he's having a crap day, he seems to be having a good day for, compared to everybody else's standards, so uh, all those front runners um, Will Brown um, could also overtake uh, his teammate in in the favouritism there, he'd be a good one as well, quite a few contenders I think There is indeed so now, put you on the spot, give us a top three. <laughs> Pie and Luff, because more often than not, they're on the podium. I'll say SVG will be on the podium. And who else? Who's going to – and then my fairy tale story. Um, somebody random. Yeah, fairy tale story. Um, Matt Payne. Let's go with that. That's – um. <laughs> Don't bet money on this to anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're certainly not suggesting that. I'm going to be far, far more boring than you. Kostecki and David Russell, just because I wanted to give a plug to part one of this week's show, which featured David Russell talking about Sandown and, and getting ready for Bathurst. I think Van Gisbergen is going to have the bit between his teeth because it is his last Bathurst. I think probably his last Bathurst, but certainly his last Bathurst for some time with him going to America next year. And I actually think, whilst I do not disagree, Pi and Luff are a great combination, I actually think Andre Heimgartner and Wood could be the, oh, yep, yep, the yep. third. So Brad Jones Racing, it's been, you know, a solid performance from them once again this year. And I think Andre is leading their charge. So we'll all just have to wait a few more days to see who is on the top step. And Cara, thank you once again for joining us here on Inside Supercars. And thank you for filling in whilst Tony was away. Tony is back in the country and uh, looking forward to having Tony rejoin us. But it's been fantastic to get your point of view and just to have a look at the supercar series through a, a different viewing glass has been very enjoyable over the last few weeks. So I really appreciate you giving us the time. Oh, thanks very much for having me and I hope that um, I haven't said so many things that have just made people shake their heads in um, bewilderment. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps everyone will think about lifting a champagne glass. At, it's not unreasonable now to lift a champagne glass at about 11.15, is it? When it was starting at 9, <laughs> exactly. 10 o'clock in the morning, it might have been a bit excessive, but that's lunchtime somewhere oh champagne breakfast nothing wrong with that well cara it's been a pleasure and uh, we do look forward to catching up with you on inside supercar in the future and uh, and having you back on uh with us over the uh for uh, over the future months and years yeah catch you next time thank you that's all we have time for for this bathurst preview we hope you enjoy the mountain of 2024 until next time round keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more on 
or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.